0: Welcome to the Evolving Accountant Podcast. We all know that some accountants can be boring, but definitely not this one. Why talk trial balances and P&L when we can get ripped jeans into the boardroom and hear business insights from people who have really walked the talk? Get ready. Here comes an all-new episode with your host, Darren Wingfield.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Evolving Accountant podcast. Delighted to say that I'm joined by Joe Wolf, co-founder of Tasty Mates today, oh, and we're going to be talking all about gourmet gummy sweets and another lesson in life from the fastest industry growing in the minute, the fastest industry in moving, the food and drink sector again. Firstly, welcome to the show, Joe. And for our listeners out there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? But more importantly, what that drive is to get out of bed in the morning.
0: Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Darren. And uh, yeah, I think ultimately I sort of grew up in North London, very middle of the road, sort of got through school, but, you know, very middle grades. But always had this sort of drive to try and start, you know, s- selling things and and. Do something for myself. I think I'm not very good at taking instructions. I think that's ultimately where where it lands. But um, I, I went to university. I went to Nottingham University, and whilst I was there, started a student night with a couple of mates, and we used to run a club night every Tuesday. And that was sort of I think my first real experience of business, and and I guess doing something for myself, earning money like that, and sort of just having to all the, all the strings having to juggle everything. So after uni went into in, into various different things, was working with a youth group for a little bit and sort of developed various skills. But whilst I was there constantly writing business plans about things I I didn't have any experience about, didn't care about, to be honest. I, I did a I think I was writing a business plan about a recruitment business and about, you know, a car parking type idea. And I was writing them in the in the evenings. I'd used to sit in sit in bed till like four in the morning writing 20 page business plans look back at it the next morning and be like what a load of rubbish yeah I always had this sort of desire to start something for myself whether that was down to to the creative side or whether that was down to just the idea of working for someone scared the life out of me I'm not too sure but um it's landed us where we are today
1: cool I'm not going to move on yet I need to know more about the student nights I want to know what's the cheesiest one that you've run
0: the cheesiest one well we used to run I mean the main one we ran was um, a a sort of really cool bar and we used to have like the most amazing drinks Toblerone sort of like vodka based drink which was to die for although you'd make you make feel really sick if you had more than one or two a night but the music was mainly house it was mainly most of the music wasn't actually 100% my vibe we had it one of the guys that I did it with was a DJ I let him run the show on the DJing side I took the lead on the sales um and the sort of uh managing the the reps and the tickets i uh, was and, and uh getting the the societies and and things in it was just really fun to be part of that team of, of with three of my mates and have that responsibility of, of putting on a good night and then walking onto campus and hearing people talk about the the night before and, and you knew where they were and you you, you sort of overheard conversations. It was really fun being involved in that. I personally was much more into the cheesy music, so my my enjoyment came the next night when we uh, when we went to a more cheesy night. It was, it was great fun to be a part of.
1: Cool. So after uni and until where we are today, what's that career or that journey been like with your twenty-page business plans and yeah?
0: How we yeah. get where we are? So so straight from uni, I was sort of an elected position, the a national director of a, a youth group. And and my role was for two years, it was responsible for putting on programming, managing events, looking after the members, et cetera, et cetera, camps, summer camps, that sort of stuff for 11 to 21 year olds. It was amazing experience. And, and I think, you know, the responsibility that I was sort of thrown in straight from uni was something completely different to what most of my friends were doing. Something completely different to what I probably expected. But it gave me a lot of soft skills in terms of networking and speaking to people and standing up in front of audiences, but also those harder skills in terms of managing budgets and the recruitment, the sales side of things, marketing skills. And all of that, I think, combined together, on the whole, I love. And oh. as that sort of time, the, the two year stint of that was coming towards the end, these marketing was still going on, these years, still you're being ripped up every so often Um, but the the idea for tasty mates specifically came because one of my friends was winding me up that's that's where it started so the idea of tasty mates for those that don't know is bath flavors portray a mate a personality trait in a friendship group so you've got as an example we've got a very berry flavor which portrays the very funny one in the group we've got a pear crumble flavor for the couple the perfect pair in the group and The idea was that, the idea is that gradually we're going to have more and more flavors to represent every personality trait you can imagine. And the idea came, one of my friends was winding me up and I dubbed her the salty one in the group. And slowly but surely I started dubbing each of my friends a, a different character trait. And it sort of evolved from there. My, my background in food specifically is very limited prior to Tasty Mates. I have a massive sweet tooth, so I'm, I'm, I know what I like in sweets. Um, and I'd done a little bit of work experience for, for food companies in the past when I was probably 16, 18, however old you are when you do that work experience at school and university. That was where the idea started and really evolved. It took time, so it didn't happen overnight, I would say, i was probably 2 months 3 months towards the end of my 2 year stint at the youth group when i we started the idea and after working at the youth the youth group my 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 thought was okay how can i get more experience in food and drink indirectly and that will support this sort of idea so i ended up working at a pr agency for a little bit and uh, specifically focusing on more of the drinks some of the food clients which gave me a great insight into how uh, on the marketing side, things were run. I left my job there in January 2020, about two months or so before covid hit, and that's where we sort of we sort of just started focusing full steam ahead on tasty mix.
1: Cool. So if you were describing what you do to an eight year old, what words would you use to describe you, you your dear job and your business?
0: A lot of my friends uh, uh, dubbed me Willie Wolf. We got a child in the chocolate factory style. Uh, sweets company we manufacture and sell gourmet gummy sweets ultimately however i I think more on on a more real level we set ourselves three aims when we started one was to be the tastiest gourmet gummy sweets on the market and with that comes you know using quality ingredients the best flavors we can find as much authenticity in in our flavor profiles as possible the second aim we had was to be the most sustainable business we could be to really focus our attention on not having a negative impact on the environment. And then the third thing, which I think comes really nicely with with our brand, and it's something that was really important when we started out, is to promote meaningful moments with mates. And we want to be that authority in the food and drink industry on checking in on your mates, going and and just, you know, after relationship problems or exam stress or work stress, take a pack of tasty mates and and go over and Go for a walk with that mate and just check in on them because there's nothing more important than than friendships and we want to be that sort of, I guess, instigator and a lot of our messaging is around that. Just checking on your mates its really important.
1: Cool. I love them three pillars. Just obviously the second one I'm assuming is linking there to B Corp. Is that right? With the sustainability side?
0: Yeah, I mean, eventually we absolutely want to be B Corp. We want to try and tick any box we can and every box we can in terms of the environment. But there's also two things here. Number one is it doesn't happen overnight. and We're very, very, it's very important that we're transparent with that. We, yes, like we, we use 100% recyclable packaging, but there's a, there's a lot of commentary on our website as to why we've chosen recyclable packaging versus compostable packaging, as an example. We want to try and offset carbon we use. We want to try and offset any plastic we have used. But again, offsetting isn't always as black and white as it's made out. And for us, we want to get it right. We launched our first impact report actually around four or five months ago. One of the key messages we got from that was we can do better, but we know we'll always be able to do better. And yes, B Corp is absolutely where we want to get to, and that is our, our absolute one of our our goals there. But there's so many things we want to do as well to ensure we are sustainable. Um, as a product as a brand and number one thing on that list is to just be transparent with what it is we're doing and how we're doing it
1: yeah and I think the third one I think it hits home with quite a lot as well around like you say be that pillar be that supportive nature for your friends we've just all gone through the pandemic we're we're in other challenges right now and stuff like that and we always will be there'll be something else that'll come come down line. mental health has never been bigger it's it, it always used to be a buzzword. Now I think he yeah. is hit name. And I think people, like, I'm a big boxing fan, so Tyson Fury, the stuff he's gone through, the stuff he's shared, it definitely helps. And I think for you guys to pick that to be as one of your messages is so yeah. powerful at this time when people need it as well.
0: A hundred percent. And I think one of the things I've noticed, and... You know, we we when we set out, the first thing we said, me and me and Nick, who is my business partner, one of the first things we absolutely said was we want to donate a percentage of profits towards charity, specifically uh, mental health and homelessness. And we set up an initiative called Mates in Need, and and from that, it's that's where it sort of. Started. Started, but as as the the time goes on, and, and then COVID hit before we launched, um, and and we noticed there was we had an opportunity here to really try and make a difference. We're only twenty months old as a company in terms of since launch, and there's a long way to go. But if we can do something in terms of our messaging, so little things on social media, we, we you know post pictures, like go, send this on to a mate, just checking how how they're doing, type thing and also make sure that we can we can have I don't know, a tangible difference on our, our customers and, and our community and our mates, then I think that's our ultimate goal. Cool. Something
1: I picked up on before was around, obviously, the tasty baits and the salty one and stuff like that. Yeah. Talking about yeah. personality traits and honing in more on you as an individual and your business partner and anyone in the food and drink sector, in your opinion – what is the most important personality trait or strength someone needs to be able to work and I'm going to say, and survive in your sector? Cause yeah. Challenging one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging. That, that is for sure. I mean, I think my answer to this probably cha- has changed as time goes on. I think when you, if you'd asked me this question a year ago or two years ago, uh, I would have said networking is, is a massive thing. It's really important to be able to meet people. I then p- probably would have evolved that to say something like, it's not just about who you know and who you meet. It's about how you can use those contacts and connect the dots. I think to be more on a, you know, anyone, I guess anyone can network and anyone can meet people and, and there's ways to do that. There's there's LinkedIn, there's events, there's whatever platforms to do that. But, but I think the main actual thing that I would take about certainly in the food and drink sector, possibly in, a, in other industries, being a problem solver. I think a lot of what I wasn't expecting starting a business was on a, I was going to say weekly, but probably a daily basis. Having to put out a fire, having to try and deal with a challenge, whether that is a you know a team members challenge, whether that is a supply chain challenge, whether that is a external governmental challenge, or a late delivery, or a stockist saying you know wanting something in, in a certain time frame, whatever that might be, uh, I think on a daily basis there is a problem, and sometimes they're great problems to have, um, sometimes they're not so great. It kind of doesn't matter. I I just think your ultimate the ultimate, most important thing to sort of being in this industry and, and having a business is being able to constantly put out the fire. And I think if you can do that regularly, then no problem. And no problems too big enough, then you've got yourself a, a business.
1: I would 100% agree, and I'm not even in the industry. <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely what, what I hear, the things of our clients, is the challenges that they have you've got to be resilient that would be
0: yeah resi- resilience is absolutely key i'm uh, yeah for sure and they think they can't completely hit you out of left field as well you don't you don't see them coming you're 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 driving along and you're you're happy and things are going good and then all of a sudden something can can just knock you for six and it's like okay everything needs to go on hold need to sort this out and as long as you can sort it out and be like you say, resilient. You keep going and you get over the next hurdle and the next hurdle and the next hurdle. And and I guess there will never stop being a hurdle um, for as long as Tasty Mates or or any business you're in exists. It's just keep jumping them.
1: Certainly. So I don't want to brand you, but obviously we're 20 20 months in of Tasty Mates. Yeah. Um, The business plan a day is a bit entrepreneurial. What would you say your favorite... I'll say productivity hack is, but your biggest impact do you think it is for entrepreneurs or people, someone like yourself wanting to start a business, a brand, whether it be your industry or someone else's? I think it's quite easy for me to pick on your industry, especially with because of the speed everything is and that you've just gone through that journey.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think... I think being able to to sort of switch off sometimes is really important. There's a lot of time in a day. It's 24 hours in a day and everything will get done if you put your head to it and you, you know you understand that sometimes you might have to miss an event or you know drop everything and travel somewhere whatever it might be. It helps having an amazing team around us. I think working with people that sort of have different skill sets to to myself to to Nick my my business partner really well but for me personally if I haven't misunderstood the question it's just you know being able to after work travel home and go and go to the driving range and hit a few balls for half an hour and then go back have dinner and continue working in the evening things like that or meeting someone for a coffee for breakfast or whatever it might be having that flexibility around what hours I work is really really useful for me because sometimes I'm more productive at you know 11 p.m until 2 a.m than I would at 11 a.m until 2 p.m um, so I think that might, that, that definitely helps me.
1: Cool. So looking back on your venture so far, what's the, that one thing that you sort of wouldn't have expected a positive impact from, or that you look back on, that was a a moment in your journey that stands out for you?
0: I've said this before and, and it, I, I say it with some, um, sort of sympathy and gratitude, I guess. COVID was an amazing thing for us as a business. Personally, it was hard and from a from a social perspective and from you know obviously health perspectives and stuff like that, for the country, for the world, it was, it was an awful, awful time. But from where we were as a business, what it did was it told us to hold on. We were our plan was to launch in May 2020. My job in January 2020 covid i think the first lockdown was mid march in 2020 and what that what that meant was everything went on hold our investors said hold on a second let's see how things are going to go the property we were about to sign which wasn't the one we ended up signing in the end uh, but i say property the kitchens and the factory were like okay let's let's just hold on we were going to launch and then hope for the best and try and get some listings we ended up using that time to secure our major listing at uh, the day we launched, February the twenty-one, launched W Smith, which was our first listing. Because of the time that we had and the networking ability we had over over that sort um, sort of, sort of uh, COVID period, I think from a from a personal perspective, what it meant was the first I don't know year, close to year, nine months of Tasty Mates where we hadn't launched yet. We didn't need to take a salary necessarily from the business because we were living at home we were not going so out socializing so we didn't need we didn't have life expenses in the same way Uh, and I, i say all this with a lot of understanding that it's completely unique to sort of see that period as a positive but i do think from a business perspective what it meant for for us as a business was we didn't run jump into something where we could we went blind. We had an extra nine months to really hone in on what the brand was like, what our aims were, what our goals were, who we were connecting with, where we were launching, how we were launching, how we were producing. All of the things that we would have probably done whilst selling sweets and burning capital, we ended up not.
1: It's certainly a different way to look at being locked in your house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, absolutely. It is. And and I think I've always been a glass half full type of person and and it's funny often me and Nick the eternal optimist and he's a little bit more pessimistic and we balance each other out really nicely to sort of find that middle ground on on the hold on most things but I think the way I've got to look at the certainly the, the work the the peak of COVID the sort of march to Christmas of the first year the way I've got to look I've looked at it is splitting it into two you've got the personal and, and the side and the, and the business side And don't get me wrong, from a personal side, of course it was hard, you know, not seeing friends. and But that's a lot where our messaging around reach out to your mates and checking on your mates came from. Yes, it was hard. Of course it was. But two years down the line, looking back at it in hindsight, I think I'm able to extract the learnings from it and the positives from it as much as possible. I genuinely think where we are today is largely down to Obviously, COVID was the instigator of it. But taking that step back, if COVID hadn't happened, I don't know if we would have taken that step back and really built the brand that we we believe we've got today.
1: Cool. So obviously, Joe being the positive one, what's around yeah. the corner next? What's going? To, what's happening in the business? Where Where we're going to go?
0: Yeah, I mean, look. Things are really exciting. I think pipelines are really strong. Like I, I we always say with pipelines, you, you know, it's just a pipeline you don't know until things have come off. But I think more talking from a from a brand perspective, we've got look, we've got a few really exciting um, launches. We've just launched with Accardo. We're launching with Amazon this week. We're really, really some really exciting things on the horizon. Our team's growing. We've got a new starter, and I suppose that's more the sales side. In terms of the brand, we are absolutely doubling down on this, the, the messaging of meaningful moments with mates. And I think we're, we're noticing more how important it is to just get that message out. And whether that is through social media, whether that is through uh, our marketing and general marketing and messaging, or whether that's through supporting charities or events or whatever it might be, we really think that is, there is a space for that in, in the world, in the, in the country, in the market to be a a leader on the voice of making sure that we're just checking in on mates and, 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 you know, spread that important message.
1: Amazing. Amazing. So I I always finish off with these last couple of questions. It's amazing. Every episode I have, I get a different answer. So it, it is such a unique question. The same question to give unique answers is amazing. What is that one, thing you wish you had known when you'd started
0: out? I, I I mean, I think this one, I think you're right, it is a totally, you probably get a million, million different answers on a question like this. I could say some the sort of the hard skills side of things, I wish I would have known properly on day one how to, you know, manage VAT returns and HMRC and payroll and all that sort of stuff, I, you know, stay, exporting, importing, all of the things that have come from brexit as well and that that they're things that you know you're learning on the job but i think i think ultimately one thing that i would i i've learned along the way is is just make sure you stay in contact with people because i think people are absolutely they all everyone offers something and you might not realize it at the time when you speak to them and i'm even talking you know people i met probably when i was in school who all of a sudden their name comes to mind because I remember they did a talk in an assembly once that would absolutely benefit me and hopefully I'd be able to benefit them in return in, in another way. And I just kind of wish I I got their business card or dropped them an email after and had that very limited relationship at the time because I didn't know what it was for, but now thinking, wow, that's a person that I need to try and get back in contact with. Um, So I think, for anyone listening, it's just make sure you, you take a real interest into people you meet and understand what their roles are, what they're like, set a good impression on them. Um, and you never know how, how you can uh, sort of develop a relationship or a partnership in, in the future. Because if you'd asked me even three, four, well, four or five years ago that and uh, you know, what I'd be doing, I, I doubt I would have said I would have been sort of owning a sweet company that's
1: for sure cool so one of our core values is we love to learn here at harlands but we always ask how do you learn who do you take your advice from and also if there is sort of one book like you would recommend someone read because you took something from it what yeah. would it be?
0: Yeah, so I, I, I mean, uh, there's the obvious answers. That podcasts are fantastic. There's some really great podcasts out there. Specifically, the ones that I I like listening to are very much around that entrepreneur side of things, the business side of things. There's also, like I said before, the people you're that you surround yourself with, people in the same industry as you. Uh, certainly in the food and drink industry, everyone seems very collaborative and happy to work with each other and meet for a coffee and just hear. Um, how each other are doing, and sometimes that's really useful. And you never know who they can introduce you to, or what they can uh, you can learn from them, and vice versa. In terms of books, there's two specific books that absolutely stand out to me, and I read them them over the last uh, few months. But one was is Shoe Dog, Phil Knight. It's the founder of Nike. Um, or Nike. And that is a brilliant book. Just hearing his journey and the resilience that he had to go through to get to where he, where Nike as a company is. That definitely as a book makes you realize that you're, you're sort of not the first person that's had to face all the putting out fires or problem solving, however you want to call it uh, along the way. And then the other one is do the kind thing. And it's by Daniel Lebetsky, who is the founder of kind kind cereal bars or or nut bars it's brilliant and that one i'd say is is much more again the story is fantastic and the the evolution of kinds is uh, inspiring i think is, is the right word to use but for me one of the biggest takings and learnings from that was actually more of a business business learning so one one specific thing that stands out is how kind started sampling their product Massively. And all of a sudden their, their, up, their uplift in sales was, was dramatic. And we've learned from that, So we're, we're doing a lot to sample our product because yes, the branding and the marketing can be fantastic, but people want to try before they buy. And and I think sampling is something I learned from that book anyway, taken into our business day to day.
1: Perfect. So last question for those listeners that want to find out more about the company and yourself, Where's the best place to get to grab that info? And thirdly, where can someone get a hold of these sweets?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, we're we're across all socials. We're at Tasty Mates uh, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, Twitter. We're also on LinkedIn. Our website's just tastymates.co.uk, and you can absolutely buy some bundles from there. But also check us out on we're, we're on a uh, Holland and Barrett online. We are stocked with Dalesford uh, Organic. We are with the Vegan Kind Supermarket as well. And we've got some really exciting launches coming as well as hopefully, you know, your local independents and farm shops and delis and grocers will, will be hopefully stocked in there as well. And if we're not go in, ask them if they stock us and If they don't, them to call me and we'll get them in the shop.
1: Perfect. Just want to say thank you for your time today, It's been great chat and find out more about Tastemates and more about your journey and your career so far.
0: Cheers, Darren. Great to speak to you. Thanks for listening to The Evolving Accountant. You can find out more and get show notes for this and all our other episodes at theevolvingaccountant.co.uk.